Hi, my name is Quanice Floyd. And I'm Peter Dayton. Welcome to the Embrace Podcast. A program of the Embrace series, which is a partnership between arts education in Maryland schools and the Maryland State Department of Education Fine Arts Office. This podcast will examine the human side of arts education and is an opportunity to highlight arts educators from around the state of Maryland. During each episode, we will interview an arts educator to talk about their journey. Each interviewee will be facilitating a workshop as a part of the Embrace series. Today, I'm joined by Kimberly Brown. She is a Montgomery County Public Schools art educator and the Maryland Center for Creative Classrooms curriculum director. She is facilitating Creative Connections, Strengthening the Family Bond Through Collage, an Embrace session for Maryland's Creative Teaching Force on Thursday, May 28th from 12 to 12.45 p.m. Kimberly, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Peter, for having me. I am really excited to learn more about what goes on in your Embrace session because, full disclosure, we're recording this on May 13th. So we just had Nan Park's Embrace session where she talks about contemplative making and often the end result of her creative process are these collage pieces. And she also talked about ways in which the creative process she talked about could be translated to activities and lessons for kids. So this feels like a natural dovetail for me, even though these sessions are taking place vastly at different times. So can you tell us a little about what we're going to experience in strengthening the family bond through collage? Well, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm so happy. I didn't get to go to that Embrace session, but I'm so happy there is, you know, that connection there. So initially, when we all um, got together to have the Embrace meeting, and what stood out to me during this time is the need for families to come together. Because I know myself, you know, as an educator, I'm still teaching online, but, you know, I have my daughters upstairs. And I know a lot of educators and folks in general are in that same position where, you know, you're working online and, you know, you have to kind of put your family to the side. And I wanted to create a session where we embrace the family, where you don't have that conversation of, okay, everyone quiet down. So uh, mommy or, you know, dad can go ahead and work. No, we're going to have families included in this. And that's families as you define it. Because I mean, I have, it's myself and my two daughters, but whatever it looks like, I'm welcoming everyone to experience collage together. And I think collage is such like a, a welcoming art form for everyone. It's really wonderful. I, I completely agree. I, there's been a priority that I've noticed through many of these sessions on physical wellness, the mix between the physical and the psychological in terms of relaxation. There's also been a number of sessions that focus on helping creative educators continue their own creative practice and cultivate it. And this, I feel like, is the third part of the trifecta, which is bringing the creative practice of these creative educators into, you know, not even a lesson. We're not talking about a lesson. We're just talking about creative educators exercising their creativity and involving kids in that. Absolutely. Because if you look at it, myself as an educator and educators out there, you know, we're working and we do work with children, but those children are going to be in the school. Those other people's children, those are the kids in our classroom. So why not hone that and work together like within our own space? So it just makes sense. Can you talk a bit more about, you know, I'm guessing we'll need glue, we'll need tape maybe. What does a collage piece look like? Yes, yeah, I mean, you'll obviously need glue and paper. So just a little background um, on me. Like, so I'm an abstract painter and photographer. And it's just recently, like in the past three years that I've been exploring collage. And 
in this session, we're going to be going with some prompts like, how is your family unique? Or, you know, what are you thankful for? But how I approach it, I use color in collage. So I look for a particular color that may speak to me, that may say something. I may look for particular words that speak to me. So for me, since I lean toward abstraction, when you look at the compositions of my work, for me, I kind of define it as controlled chaos. So you have this idea, you know, of our lives being layered, being complex, having all of these things encompassed into it. And with collage, through color, through visual texture, through words, you're able to convey a work that way. And with the controlled aspect, I mean, I have a background in art, so I'm looking at the aesthetic, I'm looking at the balance, I'm looking at the movement. So all those fundamentals, you know, as far as technique goes, I'm bridging that with my whole conceptual ideal of, you know, what is life all about and how everything is layered and what we're going through now and just in general and even how people can approach it during this Embrace session. A lot of my work is process driven. So, you know, if I think of that idea of controlled chaos, you know, just being an artist, you have that left brain that's pretty, you know, linear, like, you know, let's, let's get to where we need to go and that right brain being more creative. So when we're going through this process, just kind of trusting ourselves that whatever we're doing to show the uniqueness of our family, whatever we're doing to show that we're thankful about our family will be the correct way. So it doesn't have to be like something in mind. We just have to kind of go with the process and trust that we're going to be led in the correct path. And that's how I approach a lot of my work. I'd love to talk a little more about your background. You alluded to an interest in abstract art, but I'd love to just start from the ground up. How did you first discover an interest in the arts and how did you explore it through K through 12 and then beyond? You know, it's so funny. You know, I look at that question and honestly, Peter, like this wasn't the plan for me. My first, you know, official art class was a humanities class in 12th grade and I loved it. Just growing up, though, I love to draw and this is something that I explored growing up. This wasn't something that was pushed as a career or something that you could pursue. It's like, honestly, in undergrad, I was an art studio major, but I was pre-med. I went in undergrad as a physiology major, hmm. and my plan was to go to medical school. That was the plan for me. So even in undergrad, I would have like the 7.30 organic chemistry class and then go have four hours of painting and, you know, go to a lab and then go in the basement and develop pictures. So... It wasn't a viable career until after undergrad, after changing my major and exploring art, you know, knowing that I loved it, but still not thinking that, okay, this is going to be the career for me. Um, I went to grad school and I got my master's in education, but the, I was a New York City teaching fellow. So I went from California to New York. And the narrative was in this program that there will not be any art positions. You know, you're going to go to high need, you're going to go math, you're going to go science or what have you. And there just happened to be an art position at PS 181 in East Flatbush, Brooklyn. And it was mine. I said, this is the position I want. And I got it. And I, I just, I fell in love. It really solidified for me that this can be your life. You can be in education. You can be an artist. You can work with children. You can motivate them. And, it's just been like fantastic from there. I mean, I remember running a portfolio club and I would take my students toward like Lincoln Center 
and they'd go audition for LaGuardia and you know all of those things. So I loved those experiences. Though being an artist was always in me, it wasn't until later in life where I knew that, okay, Kim, this could be your life. You could go ahead and be creative and be a visual artist and be a painter and be a collage artist and make a living. Thank you so much for sharing such a comprehensive overview. And, and yeah, our paths are not always clearly in front of us. I feel like it's important to stress that to think of oneself as an artist or a creative person has nothing to do with whether it's one's income. The legitimacy of the work you do, the joy it brings to you and the people you share it with has no fundamental connection to the dollar bottom line involved in that work. And so I think it's really important to affirm that for educators, many of whom might have received a similar narrative about, oh, you can make art, but you can't really make a living from it. So you have to teach. This is so true. Like I encounter arts educators all the time who will tell you, I'm not an artist. I just, you know, I just teach. And that it's so unfortunate that there is a disconnect, just like what you said, that to be an artist, you need to you know, be in the gallery and be doing this. Or, I mean, that doesn't define you, but it's so interesting how that narrative is pushed. And even growing up, like that was it. So for me, just as an artist, an arts advocate, working with children, it's up to me to say the opposite of that. So when a student says, you know, I'm an artist, I want to be an artist. Yes, you are. Yes, I want to see that creative mind. Yes. And I push them toward it. You know, I don't take them away from it because I wish I would have heard that as a kid and I didn't. I'm curious a little more about your process, just because it sounds like there's two distinct phases or if there's an intermingling for the collage work of preparation, of discovering the shapes and the colors and the textures that you want and then assembling it? Or is it sort of a, an iterative process where you begin with something and then you decide, oh, actually that cover page of L looks really good. And so snip, 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 that's now involved. Can you talk more about if it's either of those, if it's both, or if it's, if it's something else? You know, it's so funny you say that. So I'll have magazines and then I'll just scroll through and see what pops out at me. So, you know, if you're just perusing and you see a texture or maybe you see like a pattern or a shape that stands out to you, I'll pull like full pages. Mm -hmm. So I'll see a word or something like that, or I'll see a font and I'll just pull pages. So I'll make a stack and maybe I don't know if they go together or maybe I don't know, you know, if they're working in the same piece, but I may see a color that I like or a texture that I like and I'll compile them. So I'll put them all in my book. And then as I go through, I'll say, okay, okay, I'm thinking about a color. I don't know what my composition is going to be, but I know you know, that color is speaking to me in a way that's speaking to maybe a calm I'm feeling right now, or this pattern is speaking to, you know, where a part of my brain is reacting to something. So I'll go ahead and, you know, I'll peruse and, and get my pile that I can tap into of things that have really spoken to me and really hit me. And I know they're going to work somewhere. So yes, there is like that prep in advance, but maybe it meets a need in different places. I'm not sure if we've actually just given away part of your Embrace session, but I'm just imagining the structure of what you've said would work really well in terms of an activity for all ages, you could say, but especially with kids. Well, absolutely. And that's one thing I just love about collage, how accessible it is, because, you know, though I love to draw and obviously I'm trained 
with collage, I find that it's very open. I mean, I think everyone can look at a color and get some kind of feeling or some kind of reaction from it. Um, everyone can look at a word, you know, in a magazine and it could speak to them, whatever word it is. And you can, you know, use those scissors and cut it. And you don't even have to use scissors. You can rip it, you know, because <laughs> maybe you want jagged edges. What's great about this and creating together in a collective is that as people create, you know, and heads are down, you start talking and you start showing. Mm -hmm. And then more ideas are generated. And I've done kind of some other collage workshops. And these kids are just like ridiculous in their ideas. I mean, so I mean, I'm really excited to see because I know the ideas are just going to be flowing. And it's just it's going to be exciting to go ahead and create together. I'd love to talk a little more about some of your experiences as an educator, because you said that you did, you jumped for the chance to do an arts education class in New York, and that you fell in love with it there. Can you talk either about that first experience or one of those moments where you really saw as an art educator that it really clicked with the student or that it really made a difference for them? Yes. Like I said, going to New York and just having the opportunity was fantastic. My kids in New York, I, I taught middle school. One thing that stood out to me and the students absolutely adored it. Um, I love to travel. So we kind of based everything around travel and the students would convert the classroom into all of these different places. Wow! So I think we went to like Italy and they had this huge backdrop of the Colosseum and we had like gondolas going where did we went to like Egypt I mean and they were doing it and I mean I mean I have pictures of it and it was just amazing oh another thing they did and they did these pride murals so um, many of my students in Brooklyn were West Indian mm -hmm. so they're from like Trinidad they're from Barbados you know from Haiti from all of these places who so used oil pastels and created these large murals to hang up in class you know just about where you're from and how you're proud of it. And they ran with it. I can even see it right now, like the excitement and the color and just the engagement of students. And even I see that now, you know, coming to Maryland. So going from New York to Maryland, I actually did a change. I was teaching art in New York. And then when I came to Maryland, I actually taught fifth grade. So I had six years in the general education classroom, two years in fifth and four years in fourth. And it was seeing kind of that opposite end to know that, okay, this is what you love. You should go to what you love. Mm -hmm. But currently in Gaithersburg, I have the format of my classes is studio-based. So we're constantly using the creative process to explore different mediums. Even before we left, believe me, I have so many projects in my class right now. I mean, sculpture projects painting project, collage project, sewing project. Even within my class, my students will be able to tell you about, you know, the inspiration and the exploration and elevation and, and presentation, all of those things, because we walk through that process and then they explore what they would like to explore. And it's such an authentic experience. They have the opportunity to go ahead and explore what they enjoy. And they have the opportunity to think and problem solve so it's lovely to watch, I must say. And it's lovely to be involved and sit with them and create myself. <laughs> and I do, I miss them. I know that remote learning is happening as possible. Can you talk a little bit about 
your current teaching experience. So what's happening now, because I'm in Montgomery County, we definitely are teaching, you know, all the time. So what we've done, you know, as art teachers and other specialists, we have our office hours where, you know, we meet with students in those situations, but we have designated special days where students come into the live session mm. and we meet up. And then our, on our online platform, we're able to go ahead and push out lessons. And the nice thing is that we're able to have video responses. So I can go ahead and, you know, push out a lesson through video or, you know, just I'm um, typing it out and my student can go ahead and respond via video. Hmm. One of my students at the office hours last week, she taught me how to make a paper squishy with paper and cotton and everything like that. So though we're not all together in, you know, the class in that sense, via video and everything, we're able to have an exchange. And this is when the creativity is really being tapped in. I mean, what they're creating, there was a student, she is creating paper flowers and she went through and she had like nine videos walking me through the process. Mm. And I mean, this is, this is just amazing. So, I mean, obviously it's not ideal. We want to be together, but we're doing our best and it's always good to have the interaction. And I know, and I'm happy that they're taking the time to kind of explore their creativity. I'm curious if anyone in this video response format has created a video response that itself was sort of artistically produced, especially in the era of TikTok. I've seen an explosion of interesting creative videos. Has anyone applied that to these responses? You know what, it's, it's funny you say that because I was thinking like, oh no, they haven't. And then Diego, he certainly did. He was using like hour of code or something. And he was coding this like dance video and he sent it to me. It was pretty, like he had the music in the back and these characters dancing. I mean, it was pretty impressive. I'd love to learn a little bit more about how you are doing with your children. Obviously they're home. They're not in school right now. Are they doing okay? And are the arts playing into your time management, emotional temperature management, just how you spend time together right now? My, my youngest daughter is really exploring drawing and anime now. We're actually watching some um, Japanese anime about volleyball, you know, called Haikyuu. And she is kind of exploring the drawing that way. And then um, my oldest, she's a culinary artist. I mean, if, I, if I'm honest, I mean, her cooking. So that's where, you know, she kind of shines in those arts. But she also plays the flute. So it will maybe not be at the the best hour for me, but um, she definitely, you know, is in there playing her flute and I'm hearing like a Star Wars theme or something like that. So they're exploring it. But for them, growing up with an artist's mother, like they've always gone to museums, they've always explored these things. So for me, I have to um, gauge it. I don't, I don't put the pressure. I let them kind of explore as they like, because growing up, like they always had it. Like, okay, mom, really another <laughs> another museum. And being that, you know, they're middle school age, so I let them kind of explore it how they like. But um, my oldest, she's in eighth grade, so she definitely has expressed, you know, disappointment, you know, of not having her eighth grade formal and they were gonna go to Hershey Park and they were gonna do this and they were gonna do that. So we've used this time to talk about it and you know, her, she has a summer birthday and she's hoping that, you know, she'll be able to get together and do something. So, I mean, for her sake, you know, I hope she's able to. And, you know, thinking about those things, 
my my youngest, she's a bit different. She's on the group chat, so uh, <laughs> she's kind of like you know in there and making it work with uh, with FaceTime. <laughs> well, I really hope that a lot of families get a lot out of your workshop, also have some time away from screens and staring instead at some nice glossy magazines. So thank you so much for joining me. Your session again is going to take place on Thursday, May 28th from 12 to 12.45. Kimberly, have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Embrace podcast. For more information on arts education in Maryland schools, visit aems-edu.org. To learn more about the Embrace series and how to register for a session, go to msdefinearts.org. Stay safe and stay creative.